Live from the 607, it's the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we're talking everything movies, TV, comics, and entertainment. Join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag ODPH, because here we go. Welcome to an all-new edition of the ODPH Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Ken M here, joined in studio by our co-host. You know him. Wait for it. Wait for it. His name is Padawan J. Let me talk to you. Yeah, and we have some things to talk about in the land of entertainment. It's still a little quiet right now. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not enough for full segments per se, but we had a lot of fans asking about Where's the comic picks? We need to know what to pick up this week. Yeah. So Pad's got his lineup ready. I got my lineup ready. Plus, we also have a couple stories going on, and we definitely want to talk about it after the show. So, Pad, where's everybody heading on over to? ODPHpodcast.com. Right on. Social media accounts are right on the front page. The Patreon link, the T Public link, the blog section, the classifieds, which have friends of the show, such as 3FM Podcast, Dragon Master Games, Nerd Initiative, and so many more. The directory. Pat, how many providers are we on? Uh, 659,218. I don't doubt him. That is why he is the statistician to the stars. Also, the music section where you can check out friends of the show, such as Brian Wolf and the Howlers. Shout out to Robots, Second Suitor, Tom Jolu, Floodlands, and many, many more. Basically, if there's anything and everything that is the ODPH, you can find it at odphpodcast.com. And also remember on the social media accounts to use the hashtag ODPHpod. So let's get into it, Pad. What is going on in Atlanta Entertainment? couple of casting news, uh, the first of which came to us just yesterday as we record, and that's we have a, uh actress who's going to be portraying Supergirl in the upcoming Superman Legacy Ooh, film. okay. Yeah, so reading from an article on entertainmentweekly.com, it says, quote, After Sasha Kelly starred as Supergirl, a.k.a. Kara Zor-El, in last year's The Flash, a different actress is picking up the mantle in the next phase of the DC Universe. House of the Dragon star Millie Alcock is has landed the role of Supergirl and will make her debut in next year's movie, Superman Legacy. She joins Hollywood's David Cornsweet as Superman and Marvelous, uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane, and Mad Max Fury Road's Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, among a pantheon of other notable comic roles. Quote, this one is true. Welcome to the DCU, Millie Alcock, uh, DC Studios co-head James Gunn confirmed on social media Monday. This also means that Alcock will headline Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, a movie that's based on Tom King's comic run of comic series of the same name. Reports from the Hollywood trade publications, including Hollywood Reporter, had indicated that Alcock was in the final running for the part alongside the Winchester's actress, Megan Donnelly, who, notab- who notably voices Supergirl in the recent DC animated movies. Other stars reportedly in the running included uh, Callie Spanny from Priscilla and Amelia Jones from Coda. Alcock had her breakout moment with The House of the Dragon, HBO's first Game of Thrones spinoff, centering on the civil war that nearly destroyed the Targaryen Empire in its heyday in Westeros. Alcock starred in the first five episodes of the first season as the younger version of Rhaenyra Targaryen, a character that Emma Darcy uh, took over during a time jump that brought viewers to meet adult Rhaenyra. Alcock and Darcy were the only actors present on stage to accept the show's 2023 win for Best Drama at the Golden Globes. Quote, so excited to be a part of the DC fam, Alcock said in a statement that was shared on Instagram. Thank you so much to James Gunn for trusting me with Kara slash Supergirl. Uh, the plot 
for Superman legacy revolves around Corn Sweats Kal-El trying to balance his Kryptonian heritage with his upbringing as Clark Kent from Smallville. Also appearing are Skylar uh, Gizondo as Jimmy Olsen, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern Guy Gardner, Isabella Merced, recently cast in HBO's The Last of Us Season 2, as Hawk Girl, uh, Edai Gathigi as Mr. Terrific, Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho, Sean Gunn as Maxwell Lord, Sarah Sampaio as Eve uh, Tess Mercer, uh, and Maria uh, Gabriella DeFaria as Angela uh, Spica. Calais previously shared her hopes to play Supergirl again after The Flash with Entertainment Weekly. Quote, I love her deeply, and I think that The Flash is a really is really a runaway uh, runway to a bigger story for her, she said last June. We don't really get to experience uh, get to experience a lot. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow by Tom King is an incredible comic. I love it. I think it's so cool. So yeah, I would hope to continue. Uh, close quote. Uh, the recasting, however, is further proof that the DC universe is restarting with fresh material. Superman Legacy, set to hit theaters uh, July 11th, 2025, will be a cornerstone of Gods and Monsters, what DC Studios' Gunn and Peter Safran have dubbed the first phase of the new super cinematic universe. Details on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, are scarce at the moment, but the comic on which it's based finds Kara grappling with the overwhelming feeling that her life has no purpose, stemming from the fact that she was sent to Earth to protect her baby cousin, i.e. Superman, only to discover he doesn't need her. It's during this period when aliens come asking for her help in a revenge plot against those who destroyed the alien's world. A release date for the Supergirl movie has not been announced. Close quote. Love the casting. Absolutely. Sold on this one. I think what James Gunn and Peter Safran have been doing is just giving a lot of, you know, out with the old, in with the new, so to speak. Uh-huh. And I love how they're just saying, listen, we had characters, there are actors and actresses who played these characters previously. Let's go in a different route, different let's, direction. Let's give it a fresh taste in everybody's mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think in this situation, too, the Tom King story, if whether you love him or you hate him, because I know some fans are very kind of split on his writing style, it's going to be very personal. It's going to be very grounded, uh-huh. more, so to speak. Uh, I, I personally, I like his stuff. Uh, it's just a lot has to deal with like psychological issues. Yeah. You know, so to speak, like the human aspect more yeah. than the heroic side of things. Yeah. So I really love this. And I, I think this is just a big bucket of win for DC films. Absolutely. I like the fresh take. I got nothing against Sasha Kelly. Made that abundantly clear on our review episode of the flash. Yeah. You know, but Hey, I'm, I'm as somebody who's been kind of turned off by a lot of the previous DC films <laughs> lately. You know, I, I still haven't seen Shazam 2. You know, probably not going to see Aquaman 2 when that hits uh, streaming. Just be a new fresh take on it. I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Then we got to switch over to the Marvel side of things because there's a couple of Marvel uh, news stories. First of which is we got some casting for Thunderbolts. Oh, okay. Uh, and that is Geraldine uh, Viswanthan is joining Marvel Studios' pick. Uh, she's stepping in for Io Ediberi, uh because of scheduling. Uh, so reading from an article on deadline.com, it says, quote, Geraldine uh, Viswanthan is set to join the Marvel stu- set to join Marvel Studios Thunderbolts as she replaces Io Edebiri, who is departing the project due to scheduling after production was delayed due to the dual WGA and SAG after strikes last year. 
Uh, Viswanthan is the second recent addition after the film uh, added Lewis Pullman to step in for Stephen Yun, who departed for similar scheduling reasons as Edibari. Marvel had no comment. Uh, Viswanthan joins an ensemble originally announced during Disney's D23 event last year that includes Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier, David Harbour as Red Guardian, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, Wyatt Russell as U.S. Agent John Walker, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost, and Olga Kirilenko as Taskmaster. Jake Schreier is set to direct as set as director of the new Marvel tentpole, which Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is producing. Not much is known about the plot of the film, but the comics revolve around a group of villains who are sent on missions commissioned by the government. Thunderbolts is uh, film is set to bow in July 2025 set uh, since her breakout role in the universal comedy blockers. Viswanthan has been busy. Her 2023 schedule in 2023 included the TBS series Miracle Workers, as well as the Sundance pick Cat Person and the Apple pick The Beanie Bubble. Next up, Viswanthan is set to star opposite Margaret Qualley as Ethan Cohen in Ethan Cohen's Drive Away Dolls, as well as the Amazon comedy You're Cordially Invited. That also stars Will Ferrell and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, close quote. So interesting, they're doing some scheduling switch ups here, but this is to that be expected. Makes sense. This is to be expected with, you know, obviously the fallout from SAG Astra and yep. WGA. Yep. You know, Edabiri, who is amazing on the bear. Yeah. I would love to see her in the MCU, you know, but obviously it's not meant to be at this time. So Viswanthan, it I think is going to be, you know, great in the role here too. I, it's still unannounced, but I've seen a few things that she's been in. Yeah, and Viswanthan is going to absolutely just, you know, knock it out of the park. Yeah, whatever it's going to be. And then obviously Pullman is replacing Stephen Yoon uh, as the Sentry. Yep, that's been long tagged with that role. You know my feelings if you're a long-time listener to the ODPH. <laughs> I will say this. If they do it like the run currently Marvel is doing with the Century, uh, I, I yeah. might be more warm to it. Yeah. The current run by Jason Liu is is very different. Okay. I don't mind it as much, but if this is you know the same old uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. From the uh, I got it because I'm even blanking on his name. I know I know his his name is Bob. Right in the comics, uh, that's how much I don't like this character. Right. If it's this gonna if it's gonna be this one, I'm gonna be like, Ugh. yeah. So, but I mean, I think the casting it makes perfect sense. Obviously, why they had to drop out. Yeah. You know, both actors. So this is interesting how it's gonna play out. Obviously, the film kind of sounding right now at early first glance is Suicide Squad for Marvel. Yeah. But if you know anything about the history of the Thunderbolts, it's always a very tricky one to do. I am excited to see this project. Uh-huh. I, I like, you know, the, the rest of the casting is great. The two additions here, I think, are going to be very, very good as well. I'm just actually going to be seeing a movie with a Sentry and the U.S. agent involved in the near future. I yeah. just need to prepare for that. Uh, then in the other bit of news from the Marvel folks is that surrounding Daredevil Born Again. Uh, Wilson Bethel is coming back as Bullseye. Let's go. Uh, so again, reading from an article on Deadline.com, quote, Wilson Bethel, who played Benjamin Poindexter slash Bullseye on Netflix's Daredevil, is reprising his role on Disney Plus's upcoming Daredevil Born Again. Sources confirmed to Deadline. I hear he is set to appear in three episodes of the series, which is now filming a rep for Marvel declined comment. Uh, following a production pause in mid-June, 
due to the writer's strikes, Marvel Studios implemented a creative overhaul of Daredevil, Daredevil Born Again, which follows original star Charlene Cox as Matt Murdock, a blind attorney turned crime-fighting superhero, and also fe- features Vincent D'Onofrio uh, reprising his role as mob boss Wilson King Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin, and John Bernthal returning as Punisher. As part of the changes, uh, Dario uh, Scardep Scardipane, uh, the Punisher, replaced Matt Corman and Chris Ord as showrunner. The new creative direction appears to also involve bringing back more familiar faces. Word of Bethel's casting, first reported by ComicBook.com, follows a recent Insider report of the original series Deborah Ann Wall and Eldon Henson also coming back. Uh, the cast of Daredevil Born Again also includes uh, Margarita Le- uh, Livia, Artie Frusen, Sandra Holt, Michael Gandolfini, and Nikki M. James. Close quote. So, of course, the uh, Deborah Ann uh, uh, Wall and Elton Henson kind of confirmed by some uh, over-the-weekend footage from filming because we saw, if you saw the footage on the internet, mm. uh, we did see Matt Murdock uh, with those two folks. Yeah. I'm blanking on the character names. I apologize. Foggy, Foggy Nelson. Foggy and, and, and Karen. Karen, yeah. They were together. Listen, I think... We kind of get, you know, different feelings when we start hearing about fans asking for returning characters. Uh huh. Everything about Daredevil's Netflix show uh-huh. needs to come back. Well, with the exception of name dropping the incident every five seconds. Right. But I'm saying character wise, it was so well casted. Yes. In every role they've done. I'm getting the urge to rewatch that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, same here. No, absolutely. Like, that is how good that series was. Uh huh. So the fact they're adding a bullseye back. Same actor. Like, yeah. This is nothing but win. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I, I think Marvel, uh, Disney Marvel, I should say, understands what they have here. They understood the assignment. Yeah. And I think that that's why they're going to take a little extra time with it. And I think we're going to have something really, really special when it reappears here on Disney Plus mm-hmm. whenever that's going to happen. Because obviously, the minute that first trailer drops, oh. I, I'm, I, it's going to be an internet shattering moment. Uh-huh. Not breaking. It'll uh-huh. shatter it a little bit. So. Uh-huh. But that being said, though, speaking of comics, it's yeah. new comic book day. Yeah. Pat, what you picking up at the shops this week? A couple of things. First of which is from DC. Uh, this is Trinity issue, Trinity special issue number one from Tom King. Uh, quote, featuring DC's brightest new star, Trinity. Discover Lizzie's earliest adventures as she takes the world of heroes by storm. Reprinting the character's first appearance alongside hilarious tales of the little Amazon and her super son babysitters. Uh, this special will be an instant classic for fans old and new, plus a brand new story from the all-star creative team behind Wonder Woman that will tease the future of Diana's daughter. Close quote. Super interested to check this out. Yeah, absolutely. This kind of looks very interesting. Uh, yeah. Tom King writing. 49 cha- pages. Yeah. Chances are I'm going to pick this up because it's Tom King writing. But yeah, yeah, this one definitely has my attention as well, Pat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then from the folks over at Marvel, we got a couple issues. Uh, first of which is issue number two of Avengers Twilight from Chip Zdarsky. Uh, quote, with the clock ticking to New Year's Day and the world against him, Captain America must build an army to save America. Will his surviving friends sign up, or is he going to have to lead the ragtag group called the Defenders against the expert military marksman known as Bullseye? Hmm. Super interested to see this one. Yeah, a lot of fans have been talking about this one uh, over the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So definitely something to keep your eyes off for if you're into the Avengers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lastly, certainly not leastly, uh, Wolverine, issue number 42. Yo. Sabretooth War, part two. Uh, the description of this reads, quote, Victor Creed and the Saber Teeth have big plans for Logan. See the war escalate under the claws of the many creeds. Close quote. 
Okay, if you have not read the beginning of the Sabretooth War. The cov- by the way, the cover of this. Yeah, the cover. What, what the fuck? That's kind of the tempo of the series right now. <laughs> Issue 41 was freaking insane. And it was one that threw me for a loop when I read it. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, what the yeah. And the, and the one thing too, without spoiling anything, if you have not been following or following the fall of Kuroka, yep, there's a few books right now that are going on, and you have to kind of put into context where they are in the timeline, right? Like X Force is taking place before the Sabretooth War. The Sabretooth War is taking place before uh, Fall of the House of X, Rise of the Powers of Ten. So like, there's a lot of moving parts happening here. This series is absolutely insane. Uh-huh. One issue, and I was like, what the hell did I just read? Right. And like, I was like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm still going to read it, because Ben Pierce, I think, does an amazing job with mm-hmm. Wolverine. But this whole like first issue, I was like, okay, we're going, we're, we're going some places here. Uh-huh. I don't know necessarily how to brace for impact. So going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy on that. Uh, for me this week... Going over to DC uh, is the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. And that's Titans Beast World. Hey, number six. This is a Tom Taylor-led crossover, and this has been the one. If you haven't been following, the Titans have been featured as the Dawn of DC Super Team. Ooh. So this is their first big crossover uh, event. There originally started out. They had to go stop a space monster. It spiraled way out of control too. Uh-huh. And now it has emerged who is behind the current state of affairs in the DCU. Uh-huh. So that character uh, is making a lot of noise. And this is how the Titans are making the final tri- final attempt to stop the uh, evil at hand. Okay. And it has a lot of surprises in it. I'm going to say the ending of this book is very, very interesting. If you're in the Titans, you're really going to have uh, some cool moments here. There's one that stood out to me, and I don't want to spoil it, but I saw it and I was like, oh, we went somewhere here. Okay. I am definitely all in to see how this plays out because it's one of my favorite characters and how absolutely evil she can get. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, where we last see her set up here, I'm like, oh, that that is a big, big statement to be made. So if you've been checking the series out, the the crossover, listen, for DC doing so many crossovers or big events like this, I didn't mind this one. I thought they really handled it well. That's good. Threw a couple curveballs here. Like, I didn't read all the spinoffs, but I think they really nailed it on the main points here, and it's Tom Taylor writing, so you know it's Uh an absolute must-pick up. Also, DC Comics this week. One of my favorite series out right now, and, I, and more people need to be talking about this, is just so damn good. Alan Scott, The Green Lantern by Tim Sheridan oh, and, yeah. and Cian Tormey. So this is the throwback story of Alan Scott and his you know past is catching up to him. The loves of his life are being killed, and this is just a lot of very cool moments are happening here. We get a little intrigue about who is behind the attacks on Alan Scott here. And it really goes some places. And like I say, top to bottom, this series is absolutely freaking crushing it. I love this series. I And uh, I, I wish this was going to be a, a, a full ongoing. It's right. only six issues now. I'm hoping it gets picked up. Or at least uh, Tim Sheridan comes back to write Alan Scott again. Um, 
But in the meantime, listen, go pick this series up. It's absolutely crushing it at the shops right now. And then there's a triple shot from Comixology Originals this hey. week. So buy a thread number three. Scott Snyder, Jack Snyder, Valerie Fakosia. Okay. Uh, listen, this is all anime-ish with adventure and mystery and heart. And it's... it. Honest to God, it screams like an animated film to me. Okay. Like, that is how good this is. And the post-apocalyptic world of The Shroud is now really coming into focus. Joe and his friends are really uh, trying to hang on literally by a thread with right. the evil that's taking place here. And there are some really cool moments as this story is building up. Uh, so we're at the midway point, definitely making some um, moments happen here as well. So definitely check that out via Comixology Originals. Uh-huh. Also, the All Nighter number fourteen. Okay. So this has been the story of the supernatural family that is running an all night diner. A little mystery behind them, but the All Nighter is uh, by Chip Zdarsky, Jason Liu, and it's on the penultimate issue. Okay. And they're definitely ramping things up for an epic finale. Like they're really going to go out all bells ringing and and show stop and whatever you want to find it as right they have a lot going on here it's a great issue uh really kind of shows what this family has been all about and the whole series has just been on point so i know the first two volumes are out if you're looking for it in print form via dark horse comics i would imagine this one is going to be eventually as well okay but for right now digital price go get it it's definitely worth picking up and also from comiXology originals for me the finale of Black Sight number f- uh, five, Stephanie Phillips, Connor Boyle, and Tom Napolitano. Hey. Letterer extraordinaire, and this is this got my highest possible recommendation this week. This is literally an insane psychological thriller. The story of Alex Greer and how one night out on the town has now spiraled her life out of control. A uh-huh. lot of government cover-up intrigue going on here. And this finale hits all the major points. It is one that will blow your mind. And I really have to plug the work of Napolitano in this one. Mm -hmm. The lettering that happens in the final sequence of events is just next level stuff. And like I say, this is just the lettering alone, not even talking Boyle's art and Phillips writing, which is top 10 level as well, too. So definitely a lot of very cool stuff happening in Comixology Originals. And then lastly, a couple books from Image that I definitely want to talk about. Moon Man number one is hitting the shelves. Nice. Kyle Higgins and have you ever heard of Scott Miscuddy? Uh, I think in passing, yes. You know who that uh, He might be known as Kid Cuddy. Oh, okay. I know that in, name. In some circles, yes. I know that name. So this is the book they've been co-writing. And this is the one we first heard about at New York Comic Con. It's now finally coming to uh, stores. Okay. So you definitely don't want to miss this when it comes out. It's going to be an event. You're going to see a lot of it on social media. Rightfully so. Uh, I was fortunate enough. I had an early preview of it. It is very, very good. It's mind-blowing. This is going to be some. It's very, very different than what you see at the shelves right, right now. So right, right. Definitely highly recommend this one tomorrow at the New York or yeah, it's going to be New York Comic Con. Yeah, if you're down there as well too, you should have a copy in your hand. And maybe you can find Kyle if he's down there and he'll autograph it if he's coming this year. In the meantime, make sure you go pick yours up. It's absolutely on point. And also from Image and Skybound Entertainment, Duke number two, Joshua Williamson, Tom Riley. Listen, if you're not on board with the Energon universe, I don't know what to tell you. They're absolutely doing some phenomenal stuff right now. 
this is so on point. And if you haven't picked it up, you definitely want to go start getting into this world. And last but certainly not least, if we're talking uh, Image Comics, we're usually talking Massive Verse, Black Market Narrative, Dead Lucky Number 11, Melissa Flores, uh, French Carl Emanuel. And definitely the battle for San Francisco is raging on. A lot of things are getting set into place for this one because if you've been following the story, it's definitely taken a lot of twists and turns. They're going into this one. I imagine 12 is going to be an all-out just insanity uh, taking place. And listen, anything Melissa Flores is writing, you should definitely go pick up, whether it's a Power Rangers, whether it's a Spider-Gwen smash right now at Marvel. Melissa does no wrong. Absolutely. So, yeah, and this has been on point. So the dead lucky, you definitely want to make sure you have in your collection, along with more picks from the Nerd Initiative bullpen, which will be kicking off 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on nerdinitiative.com or odphpodcast.com. We also got some uh, other reviews as well, too. So if you're looking for comic reviews, we got you taken care of, and we definitely will steer you in the right direction. Because as we like to close out the entertainment edition saying, make sure to go out to support your local comic shops wherever you're at because they're putting in a lot of work to get you the books you need to know, and those usually turn into the shows and movies you watch later on. That being said, for anything and everything, it is the ODPH. You can find it at odphpodcast.com. That's it for this week. So for the one and only Padawan J. Thank you, thank you. I'm your host, Ken. Thank you, as always, for listening to the ODPH Podcast. We'll see you next time.